Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 142. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the all-American conservative, the formerly black Solomon Tack, and Gabe Montalvo, host of Talking GOP and Empire State Conservative Network contributing writer. And today we have a very special guest, campus reform correspondent and Miss Northern Highlands, Justine Brooke-Murray. Justine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So, Justine, if you can just give the folks at home a little bit more information about you, obviously, the stuff I gave was the most important information, but if you can tell the folks at home exactly what you've been doing and how you got into politics, that would be greatly appreciated. Sure. So I currently fight for free speech on college campuses. I run an operation called Operation Restoring Free Speech in Higher Education, and I promote that campaign throughout my year as Miss Northern Highlands in the Miss America organization. So I've been exposing anti-free speech biases on campuses. Now online, I'm also a staunch pro-Israel activist as a Jewish person myself and have lately been receiving some anti-Semitic death threats from both right-wingers and left-wingers. The right-wingers, it's people on the the crazy fringe, and the left-wingers, it's people who support Mayor de Blasio. So it's been kind of interesting to see the right and the left come together to hate Israel hate Jews, and it really just goes to show um, that, you know, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism when you're against Israel, you're against the Jewish people, and it's kind of interesting to see how so many leftists and the lovely people we have in Congress right now are trying to say, oh, it's okay to be anti-Israel. The real anti-Semites are the ones on the right. Meanwhile, how come they, how come people like Richard Spencer and actually anti-Semitic and racist people on the right agree with a lot of what Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib say? So it's kind of interesting to, to look at that. But I've been getting messages, uh, people telling me they would cut me up in pieces. And I actually reported this to Instagram, which Facebook runs. And Instagram did nothing about it. In fact, they told me that they can't really do anything um, right now because they're handling issues with the coronavirus. I'm not sure what they mean by that. Meanwhile, I posted screenshots of these death threats. And Facebook immediately took my screenshots down. They restricted my account, censoring me, telling me that I am promoting hate speech. So that just delves into, you know, another example of internet censorship in the hands of our lovely Mark Zuckerberg. And it's, it's pretty sad. Oh, 100%. And we all, we know all about internet censorship over here. I've had trouble with Instagram since we started our Instagram account. But Gabe, you've been getting some hate mail, too, over uh, your Jeffrey Lack stuff. Yeah, and I know that we're going to get into, uh, into a, in a future episode, we're going to get dive in a little bit deeper. But there's a reason why I called Mayor de Blasio, Fjörher de Blasio, Fjörher Wilhelm de Blasio on the show before. And Justine proves it because the people who seem to be anti-Semitic happen to agree with the left. And you look into the history, a lot of the people who are anti-Semitic in the past were also on the left. But... When it comes to people like Jeffrey Lax, I say this again, there are only two people who were anti, anti-Trump or were liberals or who, uh, that's how they identify themselves politically. These 
only two people came rationally to try and speak to me. And they said, well, why don't you highlight the good? And I said, if we're being honest, you two were the only good people that actually wanted to have a discussion. Everything else was hateful and you're, um, you're a horrible uh, person. You've given up on your race. Uh, someone even threatened to rape my mother uh, and cut up my father in pieces. Uh, and again, I'll say, if you can find him, let me know first before you cut him up because I <laughs> make him on a watch too. I mean, the hate on the left is real. It comes out of seemingly out of nowhere too. I've had people comment on other on random posts being like, <laughs> oh, do, don't you just, you just hate, well, you must hate black people. It's like, no, I just criticized Obama and a policy that he had. Doesn't mean I hate black people. No problem with black people. But this is what they do. They want to make everyone else out to be the villain. And when if we're so bad that we're all racists and all these horrible people, then whatever they say in their mind is justified. Because if you're saying to a racist, oh, I'm going to kill your family, it's fine because they're a racist and they're not people. And that's what the left has done. And a lot of it's kind of what they're doing with Israel too. If you look at Ilhan Omar, they're talking about Israel as an apartheid state, which it's not. And so it's fine to be anti-Israel and it's fine to be anti-Jewish because Israel is so terrible, And which it's not true. Arabs who live in Israel are living better than Arabs living in Palestine or under, you know, with Hamas. It's all garbage. The left's narrative is all bullshit. Mm -hmm. Something that Justine also highlighted uh, was what Emma Jimenez, uh, the conservative Latina, we had her on the show. She also tried to report people for their nasty comments. So she would actually read them out loud and she would screenshot them and post them up there. And her account also got restricted. So it's not even we can't even say the excuse of, well, we're short staffed on our comment section to review of what certain things that are happening and you know, to monitor hate speech. When this was happening prior to that, this, that video that she made was, you know, was made prior. The stories that she put up was made prior to this coronavirus. And they're still censoring conservatives. It's all, not, well, not, not only censoring, but also allowing for them to be attacked with some of the most horrible things one can ever imagine being said to them. And we also, I think everyone here can also agree that none of us condone people on our side saying anything negative in that capacity either yeah it goes both ways 100 percent. but you know there is that line where just being a decent human being and free speech listen you can think whatever you want but the, to say these hateful things to people on the internet there's got to be something wrong with you some of the stuff like that just keep to yourself like have some sort of decency first and foremost uh in the words of james brown i just want to say i'm black and i'm proud <laughs> still black still very very proud okay and then secondly, I would love to know what uh, Columbia professors think about Israel. I'm just pretty curious about that. You know, I want, I want to see them open up and talk about how they feel about everybody of every complexion and ethnicity and, and see if they adhere to, if their opinions at least adhere to what should be federal law of equal treatment and equal opportunity. So if uh, any Columbia law prof or any Columbia professors, I won't single anybody out any columbia professors would like to let us know how they feel about israel or how they feel about black people or other white people white men straight white men how do you feel about it just yeah, let us feel know about me. <laughs> <laughs> that's where i'm at there this isn't even new on the left though because people like uh, franklin d roosevelt refused to allow jews into the country during the holocaust and he was he was put up to that by by jfk's dad 
This is something that's been on the left for decades, that they don't like Israel and they don't like Jews. I don't know where the hell it comes from, but this has been their MO for decades. Joe Biden has said several, a lot of different things about Israel. He said a lot of different things about Jewish people. This is not something that's new or isolated. Remember FDR used the phrase Hitler before the FDR's a scumbag. He's a proto-fascist socialist piece of garbage. And he, he, also, he also resegregated uh, public uh, buildings in, in Washington. He locked a bunch of Japanese Americans in internment camps. Okay, no, now my point seems mute. Like, it's nothing <laughs> comparison, so thank you for showing me up there. That I was going to build up to that one, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, on behalf of the Empire State Conservatives podcast, uh, network to the Japanese community. We are sorry for what the Democrats have done to you. Hashtag never forget. And to the black community, we're also sorry for what the Democrats have done to you. <laughs> There's no winning with you today, is there? <laughs> to everybody, to basically everyone, to all of America, we are sorry for what Democrats have done to you and to this country. Pretty much. So, Justine, how long have you been getting this sort of I guess, this anti-Semitic mail, uh, this fan mail, as I would like to call it. Uh, did you see an increase before or after campus reform? Tell us what that was like, when the uptick really happened. Yeah, when I started working for campus reform, I received nasty messages from students from my school mostly. And it was mostly about just me being a conservative oh, you're that fascist bigot who met the president. Um, how dare you, you know, support the free speech executive order, apparently promoting free speech is somehow bigotry or racism. But I started receiving anti-Semitic threats really just less than a month ago. I've, re I've received like anti-Semitic messages on and off throughout the years I've been an activist and in politics, but it was right after I criticized Mayor de Blasio for his statement on the Jewish community, calling out the Jewish community specifically, that I started receiving this anti-Semitism. And you know, first it was people on the left who, you know, it was, it started, uh, it was very subtle. Uh, people were saying, oh, well, you Jewish people were the ones, like, you Jewish people, that's not anti-Semitic, okay, and you Jewish people were the ones who, uh, the only people who are violating the social distance policies, you people think you're above the law. I mean, this is, this stereotype about Jews thinking, all Jews thinking they're above the law has, it's historical. It's gone way back in time, along with the blood libels we've been accused of, which, by the way, anti-Israel activists and media outlets have been promoting the hashtag COVID-48. 48 is the, the year Israel was created as a country, blaming Israel for the coronavirus. But that's a little bit off topic. Um, <laughs> then this, <laughs> this anti-Semitism delved into, um, you know, hardcore anti-Semitism from you know, people on the right, people commented in my posts, I hope that another show happens. I um, hope that more Jews get killed. Um, they called me the K-word. They called my friends the K-word. Then people started threatening violence. People told me, as I said before, they wanted to cut me up into pieces and that they were going to find me within three days. Um, and then another person who was, you know, a, a leftist said that 
the reason why anti-Semitism exists is because Jews are Islamophobic simply for wanting to <laughs> remain. <laughs> yeah, wanting to remain in their ancestral homeland. But interestingly enough, <laughs> Wait. sorry, I'm sorry. That is what ask, I'm ask them if they heard. know. Wait, go ahead. I, I gotta. I gotta. Uh, go ahead. I'm. I'll chime in later. Oh god, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I think I now have to quit podcasting. I don't think I'm ever going to hear anything funnier or dumber than that. that is what is what is wrong with these people? Were they all beaten like as infants? Like I don't. What is going on? Like how do people even come up with this stuff? That's what I don't get. It doesn't make any sense. It's like people who think communism can work. Where does it come from? I don't get it. They're either bored or they're crazy. I think some people in my DMs are actually crazy. You know, a lot of these guys, they can't even write coherent sentences. And they have different... I get dyslexia from reading their hate mail because I can't understand what what they're saying. It's just vulgar and phrases like you Jews caused Islamophobia. So it, it's pretty it's pretty weird. So, it, you just, <laughs> if yeah. you if you want to piss people off, right? Tell them that you're related to Bull O'Connor on your father's side and Jefferson Davis on your mother's side and you were born in Montgomery, Alabama. And, and then tell them that your your great-great-granddad operated a Jewish slave ship. That's if you want to piss people off. But if you want to enlighten people, let them know that out of the 10,000 Jewish soldiers that fought during the Civil War, that 7,000 of them fought for the side of the Union. And then tell them, well, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, okay? And one of the reasons why that 7,000 fought is because they heard about the 3,000 that decided to be Confederate soldiers. And they said, no. Screw that. We already know how we felt trying to get out of Egypt. So it was <laughs> that's hard. if you want to enlighten people, okay? But if I suggest you piss people off and let them think that you're related to Jefferson Davis, that's just me. <laughs> I mean, well, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think there's a balance. It's fun to trigger people sometimes because, you know, I look at a lot of the guys um, – in my DMs, and they are mostly guys, leftist men telling me as a woman, I'm against my own breed. Um, but I just don't see a lot of them having the capacity to ever be enlightened. So at that point, it's just fun to trigger them. But I think there's a balance. Enlighten when you can, and when you can't, well, you know, <laughs> you just trigger them. You trigger them. <laughs> No one loves to tell someone they're against their own race or gender more than white liberal men. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. I don't understand why. But my question it's is... too much kombucha, that's why. <laughs> too much <laughs> estrogen in that soy they've been eating. That's that a problem. True. That is true. But my biggest question, I, I'll pose this to everyone. Why is it that we find these crazy racist people on the right do you think, and this is personally what I believe, and, you know, feel free, but do you believe that it is because the left has created an echo chamber that's like, well, if you're a racist and you believe this stuff, obviously the Republican Party is for you because that's what's being blasted out there in the media in the first place. They're not saying that, hey, you know, so you should stick with the Democrats. They were the part of the KKK and they're the ones who are still perpetuating this hate by self-hate 
and calling them, you know, taking away people's race cards, telling people that they aren't their own race. And it's a horrible thing. But what do you guys think? I don't know, Tech, you used to be black. You know, what do you have to say about it? All right. Once again, in the words of James Brown, I am black and I'm proud. <laughs> okay. Now, I I kind of start to ignore the whole the the whole race thing. I'm honestly getting sick of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? To me, at the end of the day, we all have our own cultures that we stem from. Obviously, we all have our own different complexions and and uh, skin colors and and ethnicities and all of that that stem off of those cultures, right? But at the end of the day, I look at each one of us as cold, as not cold blooded, warm blooded Americans. So I don't, I don't have. I guess I've lost all of my opinions when it comes to anything on race. It's I'm, I'm being like I'm being dead serious. We're all Americans at the end of the day, and mm-hmm. in pluribus unum, all of our specific cultures, whether you grew up with Friends or watching Fresh Prince. All of our specific cultures dive in to make one big conglomerate of a culture. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I really don't get where the whole ra- racism usually comes out of fear and ignorance. I mean, it's just, it's really enough. The media pushes it so much too. Like you saw, we'll talk about this on another episode. We don't have it slated for today. But the whole thing in Minneapolis, like if, if the cop who was kneeling on the black man's neck happened to be black, they wouldn't be, it wouldn't even, probably wouldn't even be a story. They wouldn't even put it up. But the fact that the cop was white, they had they wanted to blast it twenty four seven. I mean, it's a horrible situation that we're not going to get to get into too much now. But the media is pushing this narrative of racial um, unhar- unharmony, racial racial strife in America, and that's really just not where we're at. There's a we are, I think that America is less racist now than any country has ever been that doesn't have a homogeneous population. I mean, I just I don't see it. I don't see it in everyday life. I'm not denying the existence of racism, but honestly, if you ignore it and you don't talk about them. The racists end up going away because no one cares. Right. And and the mainstream media, they just want to divide people. They want to divide us. That's why identity politics exists. We're all supposed to section ourselves off into our supposed identity groups. And they also want to tell you what your identity is. You know, if you're white-looking um, or Ashkenazi, not actually Jewish, you know, not actually black if you're this or that. That's what the leftist media is trying to tell us. So they're the ones who are actually racists and they're promoting this division when really we're supposed to be united as a country. Why can't we all just come together as a people or one people who cares what color we are or what religion we are, but no, the left wants to continuously emphasize identity politics. We see it on college campuses with, you know, these different me studies courses and now majors, and now we're seeing it in the media. No, that's, that's definitely true. And I personally, you know, I'm just wondering because, you know, you got people like Nick Fuentes out there, uh, trying to start up trouble, you know, the Red Elephants, James oh. Alsop. And that's where, that's where I pose the question. Why do they feel like they have a, a, a place here? And they say, well, if we're conservative, we're supposed to conserve the race. I say, I don't remember when Reagan was talking about, you know, only certain people can mix uh, and have children with their own people. I don't think that's what a conservative is. I think that's preservation or whatever twisted mind... Uh, whatever your mind twists it to be, but I don't think that has anything to do with the politics 
of what conservatism means. No, conservatism should be about keeping the Constitution the way that it is and interpreting the Constitution the way that it was written and preserving our rights. That's what conservatism really is. You can add religion into it. You can add, you know, structural families into that. You can add whatever you want into it as long as it is, as long as you're on the right side of history, I guess, in terms of the Constitution. That's really what being a conservative means. And, you know, you have people like Nick Fuentes, who I just, I can't stand them because these people who all, you know, they're all for authoritarianism as long as it's pushing their agenda. That's not the way America works. I'm not, I don't want everyone to believe the way I believe. I want to be able to believe the way I want to believe. And I want to be able to do what I want to do. And that's, that's the difference between people like us and people who are on the far right who are pushing authoritarianism as long as it pushes their agenda. You know, when it comes to saying America's less racist, I think I have a slight opinion on that. I think we suffer from uh, more so ethnic or cultural rivalries than we do from like true hard-boiled racism. Because look at American History X. If any, if you've ever seen that movie, the great movie. Would any of the the neo Nazis in that movie accept you, Evan, as marrying somebody that they were related to? Oh, the bald-headed guys with the giant swastikas on the chest. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't so, think they. Even though you're you're white, they don't see you as being of that pure Aryan blood. Look so at how. <laughs> So is that, could that be considered racist against you? It's not really racist. And I'm also German. So it's really funny that all these, these Nazis who, love, you know, they love all this, this Hitler stuff. You know, I'm, the fact that I'm Jewish completely cancels everything out. It, it's, it's all nonsense. And that's why I always tell people, if someone's racist, it, com- it comes from ignorance and fear. How ignorant do you have to be to say that I'm not white? Because my religion is Judaism. So if, what if I wasn't born Jewish, but then converted to Judaism? Am I no longer white? Like it's, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. It's all stupid, ignorant people. It, it kind of delves into the question of whether Judaism is just a religion or an ethnicity. And I personally believe that Judaism is a peoplehood and that involves an ethnicity, but Judaism is also a religion. Like Ivanka Trump, she's not ethnically Jewish, but she converted to Judaism. But really, Judaism was seen as an ethnicity when these, you know, actually racist people um, started seeing Jews as as ethnic groups um, back during... Um, Back in Spain, when we were expelled from Spain, we were first told that, well, you know, we can simply convert to Christianity and we'll be accepted. And clearly that didn't happen. Um, we, we were kicked out and, you know, we were murdered because we were still seen as Jews, no matter how, how much someone thinks they're not Jewish anymore, different religion. This is what happened during the Holocaust. This, it started when we were getting expelled from Spain. Uh-huh. And, and we, yeah. So you know it, what's funny? It, is the, the bloodline, the hard bloodline stretches from Morocco to Armenia. You have different groups, whether it's Ashkenazi or Sephardic, whatever. From Morocco to Armenia, you have Semitic bloodlines. People look at it and they say, oh, oh, they see the, the top hats and curls. And then they think, OK, uh, that's they look at the Hasidic groups and the white skin and say that's the main representation of Judaism for whatever reason. But you have different 
ethnicities within that Jewish ethnic background, different skin col uh, colors, different complexions within that Jewish ethnic background. And I, I truly believe until it becomes a mainstream conversation, people are only going to look at it as just the white skinned Jewish people. And, uh, they're going to be able to try to, to bring in other misunderstandings, be it racism or whatever. And it's always going to be something that's, that's misunderstood to people and misrepresented. And that's where the, the um, I guess the anti or one of the, the root causes of anti-Semitism, at least in my eyes, is they have a complete misunderstanding of the complete background of, of Judaism. Okay. Mm. Definitely. You know, Jews were murdered because they were not white. Um, it's considered not white. And now Jews are being persecuted because they're considered white. The anti-Israel activists who call Zionism white supremacy, as the professor did in a recent story I reported, you know, they don't understand that most people in Israel, most Jews in Israel are not white. You have Sephardic Jews, you have Ethiopian Jews, because Jews have been scattered all over the world, after we were banished from Israel, after we were conquered um, from our ancestral homeland, we were a nomadic tribe. Um, and, and we were not nomadic. We were kicked out of everywhere. So, yeah, we started forming you know, different backgrounds, and that's why we all look differently, and that's why we're uh, Jews can be different races and have other ethnicities. But the fact that now these leftists are calling Jews white, all Jews white. That's racist. My and stepbrother is Jewish and he is half black. I couldn't help it. Yeah, but it's true. And, you know, it is, there is something in the blood. And if you go on Ancestry, you know, these Ancestry kits, I did one for some reason. I don't remember why. And I came back as 100% European and, and Jewish. It came back European Jewish. And I was like, all right, I guess they can tell them the blood. I guess I'm screwed. You know, if the left takes over and starts blood testing people. But, you know, it's it's a problem. Um, but speaking of racism, you know, Bill de Blasio called the coronavirus Karen racist. So, Gabe, why don't you give uh, folks a little bit of an intro to that story about uh, what the development is with that. All right. So, Miss Amy Cooper, dog walker, <laughs> is in Central Park. And a black uh, bird watcher. Uh, and that's how he describes himself, an avid bird watcher. And that, I'm just quoting the New York Post here because they're putting the race, uh, the race card onto a lot of this, a lot of media outlets. It says that he witnessed a female without, the, um, without her dog being leashed, and he called her out on it. And then he was recording her flipping out, and she was like, don't you dare record me, don't you dare record me. And as she's getting closer, she's like, you know what? I'm going to call the police and tell them that an African-American is assaulting me, is attacking me. So she, he's like, go ahead. And he's recording her. So as she, and she actually winds up doing it. So she's on the phone and she's like, excuse me, I'm in, I'm in the Ramble. I'm in Central Park. And, and this is an African-American man. Help me, help me. There's an African-American male. And she's on camera saying this stuff. It's, it's bad enough that she's trying to ruin somebody else's life. It's worse that you're trying to lie about it and you're on camera doing it and you can't see your own delusions. So she was there. It turned out that she actually was uh, a part of a, um, uh, a, a I'd say a, a firm or like an insurance type of firm. And this became a huge thing on Twitter. She got suspended and then fired shortly after 
And then you have people saying that it was the right thing to do, that it was horrible. But at the same time, you have someone like Candace Owens coming out and saying like, hey, you know, both of them were technically, you know, horrible people because the guy who, uh, Mr. Cooper himself, no relation, uh, was calling the dog to him to try and take the dog away from her uh, because, because the, you know, the lack of the leash. And I'm like, but that kind of doesn't constitute for the same overall, I'm going to ruin your life based on your skin tone. And people were saying she must be a Trump supporter. Someone tweeted out that she probably has a, a ticket to the White House after this. And guess what? Turns out, according to the Independent, she's a liberal. Ah, shocking. <laughs> you so, could tell just by how she acted that she was a liberal. Yeah. A little bit, but you know, you got to have reference. So apparently, uh, according to the Independent, she might have had donations uh, to the uh, Obama campaign, Buttigieg, John Kerry. Um, because someone looked up into uh, their their donations and they found uh, Miss Cooper's uh, name on there, so kind of weird that you know what we've been saying turned out to be true. But you see, everyone tries to jump on it and try to blame Trump for it. Not a Trump supporter. It's it's all nonsense. The mainstream media again tries to push a narrative, and they get they get found out. Yeah, it, it, he kind of made himself a care because I didn't know until now that he tried to, to call the dog to him because she didn't have a leash, which was <laughs> that's completely stupid. I would have seen a dog with a, without a leash as long as it's not being violent toward me. I just mind my own business. But then again, I grew up in a Bronx where I figured out how to just mind my own business. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> but in return, what the hell is there? I'm wondering if she's on some type of medication or if she's bipolar or it has to be something mentally wrong with her. She when has you Trump look, derangement syndrome. Of course she does. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? There's, there's you, no treatment. You look at her, her uh, body language, how red her face was, the inflections in her voice, the fact that her voice is actually legitimately shaking. Mm-hmm. Something is mentally unstable about that woman. And the fact that she was also choking out, she choked the hell out of that dog. Let's just be (laughs) (laughs) something is wrong with her to make her that much of a fringe. Yeah, there's something, something's definitely not right there. But I mean, again, liberal uh, and even in the, in the independent, it said that, uh, you know, she's not a Trump supporter. Welcome to white liberal racism. I'm like, this has been a thing for a while now. And now you're picking up on this. I mean, just see, what do you think? Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, the Democrats love to talk about how much they're the party of, you know, ending racism and diversity. Yet the the members of their party created the KKK. They were the ones who supported the Jim Crow laws. The Republican Party was created, you know, in light of combating slavery, combating Jim Crow, combating all this these racist policies. And the Democrats, not all Democrats, but many mainstream Democrats have been pushing this and pushing this far down and covering this up in our college, in our university classes, professors are telling us, oh, well, the parties just switched, you know, as if there was this giant switch one night, just overnight, Republicans, Democrats decided to just switch parties and switch names because they are so afraid of people 
actually finding out, especially minorities who they're trying to control, people finding out that, hey, they were the ones who created these racist policies. They have an entire track record and history of being racist because they want votes. They want votes. So when they say that they support African-Americans and Jewish people, um, which they clearly do not, um, or all these other minorities, they're really just trying to get votes and they don't actually support everyone. They, they don't support different groups. They're, you know, they're using people. And it's so, sad. So in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, back when they had that whole riot, and all of those uh, evil white socialists went through Tulsa and burned down and destroyed and bombed all of the black businesses. Uh, I, I, I can't remember the guy's name. It currently escapes me. But you had one that was pushing, who happened to be black, that was pushing uh, blacks to join the Democratic Party, saying that he didn't want to be uh, used as a pawn to Republicans that they needed to start holding Republicans accountable and stop just handing them their votes and on uh, promises that could one day become empty vote in support of the black community. So he went to join the Democratic Party. And then lo and behold, what happens when socialists see successful people that take advantage of capitalism and they become more successful than them? It as based off of a lie, they use that lie as an excuse to go and demolish that whole community. Thanks for trying to get your people to switch over to the Democratic Party. So, <laughs> it's, but it's the leftist playbook. It's I'm going to accuse my enemy of what I do. The Soviets did it. They, the the left does it all the time. Oh, the Republicans are racist and they hate Jews. But meanwhile, let's speak out against all Jews and call every single minority who doesn't believe in socialism and want to be a Democrat, let's call them the worst names in the book. It's all nonsense. Right. And just to fact check myself before somebody else says it for me, uh, the firm that she worked for was actually a global investment firm. I previously said like uh, insurance. No, it's a global investment firm uh, in the city. But to your point, we also have people like current Democratic candidate uh, for president, Joe Biden telling us. Oh, save it, save it, save it, Gabe. Why are you jumping the gun on this? Come on, man. We went over I this. I was so excited because. We went we're over this. We're getting to it in like 10 minutes. Okay, fine, 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 fine. All right, let's well, move I, on. I, move, let's move on. Okay? So, okay. as we all know, the Democrats have been pushing vote from home since day oh, one. Right. Since day one, I said this is a horrible idea. And the reason why? Mail carriers cannot be trusted. So a story came out earlier today. Federal law enforcement officials announced that they charged Thomas Cooper, a mail carrier in West Virginia, for alleged attempted election fraud. So Cooper of Dry Fork, West Virginia, is charged with attempted to fraud the residents of West Virginia of a fair election. And according to this, he was caught changing mail-in ballot requests from Democrats to Republican, which, even though we are not Democrats on the show, it is still a very, very bad thing. And we've known this, that mail-in voting is ripe with fraud, that this leaves everything way too open for things to be in other people's hands who think they have all this power. First of all, you're a mail carrier. Like, your entire job is picking up an envelope, walking with it, and putting it in a mailbox. And these people think that they are God. I never get my mail on time. Like, how are we supposed to trust these people for elections? But this is a prime example 
of issues with it. It doesn't matter whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, whatever it is. Mail-in voting leaves us way too open for fraud. We cannot do it. If you can stand in line at Walmart, you can stand in line to vote. So you want to hear a real true-to-life story about a mail carrier being not being it able to be, be trusted? So, so <laughs> this is when I was still living in the Bronx, right? I used to live on uh, Grace Avenue in the Bronx. Uh, I get a knock on a, the door. It was a, uh, about a three-family home, right? Uh, so I lived on a, the first floor of the home. Uh, get a knock on a door. Uh, I go and look at – well, I look out my window, and it's the, the male person, the male woman, and I see her truck outside. So I go and I, I open the door, the front door to the building. I go, hey, what's up? And she's like, hey, I'm going to leave this package here. And I look at the name. I was like, I don't, I don't recognize that name to anybody in the building. They're like, well, they said to leave it here. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So she just leaves the package in the, the front door, at the front door, right? Neighbor comes, and the package is no longer there. Now the neighbor is about 15, 16 years old. So he's younger, much younger than me at that time. Lo and behold, these guys come like three or four hours later looking for this package, banging on the door, uh, threatening my mom. This is, I was still doing a whole Bloomberg thing at, the, at this point. So I was out campaigning for him at this, like a few hours later, I'm out campaigning for Michael Bloomberg, right? Speaking of Jews, right? But uh, anyway, <laughs> perfect representation. But anyway, they finally kick in the door when, they, when this kid comes back in from wherever he was at. My mom's telling me the rest of the story kicking the door, pushing the house. He had ended up taking the package and they find out and there's a crap ton of weed in the package that's dropped off by this male woman. Now, when I tell you this box was no little like parcel, she was actually like holding it out, expecting me to take it from her. Cause I'm not taking that pack. I don't know whose, whose package that is. It's a federal crime, but just the display of her behavior tells me that she knew exactly what was in that package. And the fact that it had somebody's name on it tells me that it was sent through the mail. And it just so happened to get through the inspections. She knew what was going on. So if that can happen, if you know, is, is so much cocaine that gets sent through the mail supply on a daily basis, Knowing that story, how can you trust them to just go ahead and, and we can send in mail-in ballots, no problem? Not a chance, Gabe. I'm at a loss for words. I mean, I just we're, we started off this segment with a whole bunch of uh, you know mail-in voting fraud, and now we're shipping tonnages of weed in the mail. So <laughs> you know the range that that we're seeing here is very you know obviously huge, but this is why and it doesn't, like you said, doesn't matter what party you are. You should trust. You can only trust yourself to vote. Bottom line. Don't let anyone say, oh, you can, uh, don't let that, that, don't let anyone collect your vote for you. And just like, oh, um, I know you can't go outside right now. You know, you're, you're about to, uh, that you're busy right now. Let me just hand it to me and I'll go cast the vote myself. Never trust somebody to do that. You don't know what anyone's going to do with it. And I mean, there was even a, a time when, uh, you know, a friend of ours, um, uh, George Anthony, uh, he was running for district leader and he gives me a call and I say, hey, what's up, bud? He's like, guess what? 
my ballots were all in a uh, in a box in like a um, in a, in a polling um, box behind the uh, behind the desk that they were safeguarding because they didn't want to they were not allowing people to vote for for him as a district leader as a Republican district leader so they literally had to draw out all of these ballots with his name on them and he only won his position because he was the only one who voted for himself it's insane this happened here in Queens in New York City Justine yeah now I'd, I'd say you know the Democrats who are still pro promoting mail-in ballots and you know they, they see that people are rigging these ballots even to help Republicans yet they, they are still supporting the mail-in ballots I mean this is hurting Democrats too and that's what the Democrats that are supporting mail-in ballots don't understand, or maybe they just don't want to understand that they're also going to get hurt in the process. Um, but, you know, of course, they have to make it a partisan thing. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't care or they, they wouldn't speak out if, um, and we've already seen this happen, you know, the elections have been rigged in favor of their own party. But... You know, when, when it happens to, in favor of a, a Republican Party, I'm sure they, they would speak out about this a lot more. There's also one more thing I wanted to add. Um, I recently had the opportunity to sit in on a phone call uh, with the president. He was having a, a conference with uh, Hispanic leadership, and they brought on Mike Garcia. So as we know, and he won uh, in California in, uh, what is it, uh, Katie Hill's uh, seat. And yeah, yeah so... He had said on the phone, he was like, oh, well, you know, it was very good what you did, Mike. You won. Congratulations. They couldn't stop you with the mail-in voting. That's why they reopened the polling sites because you were beating here even in the mail-in voting. Very good job. Very good job. So even then, we see that the Democrats thought they can win just by having the mail-in voting. Then they even said, you know what? We, those Don't pay attention to those, to those votes. Let's open up the place again. You'll cast your vote in yourself like a good American. So... This isn't about the coronavirus safety that everyone's trying to peddle around right now. This is just about playing politics. It's been about playing politics for weeks now, and it has to end. Oh, 100%. It's all about politics. And I've been saying that the Democrats are looking for excuses as to why Joe Biden is going to lose. They're going to blame the virus. They're going to blame the fact that they, because they, they know that no one's going to, no one wants mail-in voting. My mom has been a registered Democrat her entire voting life. I go, you know, they're trying to push mail-in voting, right? She goes, oh, I don't want to do mail-in voting. The Republicans might cheat. I go, you know, the Democrats are the ones pushing mail-in voting. <laughs> so this is what it is. They are looking for excuses for why Joe Biden will lose. There was a virus. There was this. We couldn't get people to the polls because they know he's not going to win. But they are trying to save face. I've been saying this since he got the election, since he got the nomination. They know he's not going to win. You think you could put Joe Biden on a stage with Donald Trump for a debate and have anyone watching that still have confidence to vote for Joe Biden? It's not be hilarious. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. Same. But speaking of Joe Biden, let's get to our last segment. How Dare You is back. So How before we you? get into it, guys, watch this clip of Joe Biden telling black people that if they don't vote for him, they ain't black. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at six o'clock. Okay. Oh, uh oh, I'm in trouble. 
Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. They don't have so, Tack, I'd like to welcome you to the white race. How Please dare let me know you? when you get your privilege card, privilege card in the mail, and we can oh go gosh. have some fun outside. But honestly, <laughs> this is the biggest load of nonsense, and people are defending him. Jamel Hill said that Joe Biden was right. That it wasn't a problem that he said it because he's right. How this dare is ridiculous. You? How on earth can you tell people that the other side is racist when you're telling your own people that if they don't vote for who you want them to vote for, they are no longer a part of your race? This is absolutely disgusting. And the fact that Joe Biden is still alive is a miracle because this dude's brain is completely gone. He needs to, he should be in a nursing home. I'm not trying to make fun of the guy too much, but he shouldn't be running for president. He should be sitting at home in a rocking chair, you know, telling his grandkids stories about his leg hair in the pool and not saying that on national television. <laughs> you know, I, I, I need people to actually stand up and, and I need to hear their opinions on this. I know one of the guys I actually love to listen to, and we don't agree on a whole lot of stuff, is Killer Mike. But when it comes to finances and how he invests himself, I will take his word for, for gold, for pure gold. However, Killer Mike will never stand for something like what Joe Biden said. But I have not heard him stand up and say anything against it yet. Uh, T.I., T.I. Harris, the rapper, who is always talking about uh, being pro-black. I haven't heard him stand up and say anything about Joe Biden yet. And a few others. Snoop Dogg. Remember Snoop Dogg showing his face on the cell phone? Fuck Donald Trump. But that whole little whatever montage he put together, why have I not heard him stand up and say anything? Meek Mill. Why have I not heard Jay-Z stand up and say anything? These are the voices, the loudest voices of the communities. Because they're all walking the line. They're all, they're, these aren't, you know, these aren't free thinking voices. These are people who are put forward to push an agenda. And this shows it because if they really were for standing up against racism, something like that, I don't care who it is. If Donald Trump went on TV tomorrow and said, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't Jewish. I'd be like, guess what, idiot? That was a very dumb thing to say. But he wouldn't say it. The fact that Joe Biden said this and is not being banned, the fact that, that he's not being just lambasted on every single black entertainment thing is ridiculous. You can support someone, you can continue to vote for him for president, but you can still say that what he said is idiotic. I would still vote for Trump even if he said that about Jewish people, but I'm, you know, I'm still going to say that what he said was stupid. You can criticize people while still supporting their overall agenda. And this just shows that none of these people are real leaders. They're not. They are put forward to push an agenda and they're definitely being paid to push an agenda. And when something like this comes up, they are told to keep their mouth shut and that's what they do. They're sheep. Exactly. They're sheep. You march in lockstep form, and you know if you dare deviate uh, from from the line, um, that's it. So it's and it, it just shows that you know another example of people only being proud of their identities when they can use it to promote their politics. We see this with Jewish people all the time. They, you know, I had a friend who. Told, who denied she was Jewish. She was, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm a kind of Jewish, but I, I don't, not really. And she kind of poo-pooed it, you know, kind of looked gross, looked, looked um, grossed out by the idea. 
And then on my Instagram page, when I called out Ilhan Omar for being anti-Semitic, all of a sudden she commented, I am a proud Jew. My grandpa is a Holocaust survivor and hates Trump. Um, so, you know, what changed? What changed? You're only proud of your identity, um, proud of being black, proud of being Jewish, um, proud of being Latino. When you can use that to, you know, hate the, your political opponent. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and, to, and to hit on her point, my grandfather fought in World War II. His entire family was killed by the Nazis. I love Donald Trump, and he's the most pro-Jewish, pro-Israel president we've ever had. But even if my grandfather was alive and said that he hated Trump, guess what? That doesn't mean that Trump is an anti-Semite or a racist or that every single Jew shouldn't like Trump. And the fact that I like Trump doesn't mean every Jew should like Trump. We are all individuals. This groupthink nonsense is how the left succeeds. Once you eliminate groupthink, the leftist narrative completely falls apart. Mm -hmm. I agree. And my biggest thing here is what we what we saw is that not only did Biden apologize, quote unquote, and then nobody's really speaking out, but in his apology, quote, he says, oh, well, this guy was being a wise guy. And that's why I said it. So then we have Representative uh, Val Demings, who is, an, uh, who is a black American woman herself, comes out and says, look, the president, uh, sorry, the vice president shouldn't have said it. He apologized for it. And boom, like, end of story. Like, that's it. But the, Trump has said that, that he doesn't condone the alt-right. He doesn't like white supremacies. Any, but people are still asking for proof. So if Trump were to make that sort of comment, it wouldn't just be like, a, oh, it's okay. Whatever, he apologized for it. Good Trump. It, it, was no, he's never thing, gonna get that. it was the same thing with Tara Reid. Oh, I believe Joe Biden. I know Joe Biden. If you know Joe Biden, then you know who he goes around snipping little kids' hair, and you should know that Tara Reid might have some credibility to her story. I mean, this nonsense that Joe Biden is this saint. He's been a scumbag for years, and his son is an even bigger scumbag. The Biden family, besides his, his um, son who died, I think it was brain cancer, the one who was in the military, that whole family is full of scumbags. There is no integrity in the Biden name. Biden had to drop out of a presidential race for, for plagiarizing a speech. This guy is not a good person because he was buddy-buddy with Obama and they got a bunch of Facebook photos together. Like, come on, this is nonsense. This is how the left operates in politics. Oh, I like Joe Biden because he was with Obama. So I trust Joe Biden. It's like, shut up, get out of here. Well, I mean, go ahead. Oh, I think, well, well, I was just gonna say what's even more insane is that People are actually tweeting, yes, I believe Tara Reid, and I'm sorry, Tara, but I still am voting for Joe Biden. I'm still supporting him because we have to beat Trump. Seriously? Imagine if someone said, I believe um, the accusations of, against Kavanaugh, but I'm still, oh, that was a Jersey accent, but I'm still going to... <laughs> but I'm still going to support his nomination because... I hate the Democrats. Can you believe the outrage that would occur on Twitter and everywhere if someone said that? Are you, mm. we seriously, uh, seriously going to vote for people even if we think they're, they're rapists simply because we hate the other political side so much? I mean, at least, you know, put a right in. I mean, you can at least, like, do a right. You don't just have to vote for the president or um, Biden, you can write and name it, but to say you're gonna vote for someone even though you believe they're a rapist is, it's absurd. 
No, it's ridiculously Machiavellian. It's the ends justify the means. It's no matter what is go, no matter who's running, we have to vote against Donald Trump. I guarantee you, they could bring Hitler back from the dead, and Hitler could run as a Democrat against Donald Trump, and you would have Democrats in droves voting for Adolf Hitler against Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Why? Because Donald Trump's the worst person ever, with no evidence. With no evidence. That's how they operate. It's ridiculous. Tack, we we're gonna say something. Oh, I voted for Homer J. Simpson last year. <laughs> There was no Democrats on the, uh, or there are no Republicans on the ballot. It was all people with D's behind their name. I was like, nobody's running? Nobody? What? In this district? Homer J. Simpson. <laughs> Maggie P. Simpson. That's, <laughs> I voted for somebody, but it wasn't them. This whole thing really just shows how illogical the left is. They don't care what Biden says. The fact that he's clearly losing his mind. Like, clearly, this man is clearly senile. He is clearly having trouble with his mental faculties. On but Memorial still, Day, he but walked still, his... Yeah, uh, but still Biden. Yeah. yeah, well, on Memorial Day, if you watch the video, he walked uh, his wife to the trunk. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. He, he uh, also said that his sister was the love of his life when asked if he had brothers. I mean, we can go over Biden gaffes all day, but I think what this highlights with his quote really shows is that the Democrats, the the old guard, uh, Biden type of people, and even the new ones that that they're producing, all what all that minorities are for them have just been votes. It's always been about the votes. It's about putting one race against the other, further dividing the nation. Because guess what? Come round election time, you'll see uh, them pandering to everyone that is a shade or too darker than them or more. And then when it actually is time to do something, they'll just be sitting back, collecting checks, voting to raise uh, their their salaries while people are out of work, as we're seeing right now. It's just a con game, and that's why you have people like us disproving that. And this- well, yeah, you see that because when the government is God in terms of the left, that's what they believe. It does, you know, they'll do anything to win. They don't care. It's do whatever you have to do to win and get the government more power. That's all they want to do. So they don't care. They'll pander to anybody. Hell, they'll pander to people who are slightly on the right and going, hey, you know, Donald Trump is going to try to take away your freedoms. Don't worry. I'll, I'll help you out. You know, you're, you're pretty center. You're basically on my side. They'll do it. They'll do it because they'll do anything for, for, for a vote, anything to keep the government power. It's like uh, Nancy Pelosi with DACA. No. Remember when God. all of the DACA recipients were, well, not all of them, but you had your groups of DACA recipients that surrounded her and they were trying to find out why she was toying and playing games with the, the whole uh, DACA situation. And she pretty much just ignored them and she's still ignoring them today. And nothing has changed with DACA and they have not made any kind of, of uh, real solid push forward as to what they're going to do as far as amnesty versus. Uh, a, a pathway to citizenship. It's the same thing that Biden is doing now. Oh, if you're not black, you're not black if you don't vote for me. But what's he going to do when you come in? And this is what Killer Mike always talks about with the Democratic Party. They have not done anything for us, and we haven't held them accountable to do anything for us at all. Well, they instituted welfare and destroyed the black family structure tax. Don't act like they haven't done anything for you. Come on. <laughs> and I, it's something we should all be grateful for, right? Apparently. According to Joe Biden. 
<laughs> Shouts out to uh, Margaret Sanger, by the way. Oh, All right, guys, that I think is a good place to end for today. But guys, make sure that you share this, share, like, and subscribe, share this show with other conservatives, with people in the middle who you think can be woken up or people on the left who you just really want to piss off. But first, Justine, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you can tell everyone where they can find you online and find some of your work. Yeah, well, first, thank you again for having me. I, I really enjoyed this. You can find me on Instagram at Justine Brooke Murray with an E after Brooke, um, and it's all lowercase, or on Facebook, same name, Twitter, uh, Justine underscore Brooke, and we can put this somewhere. Um, and also my campus reform profile, if you just search my name um, on campusreform.org, you will find my stories and the stories of other wonderful correspondents who have also exposed leftist bias on their own campus. Very good. And Gabe, you are still kind of a guest host, so why don't you tell the people where they can find you on social media? So, you can find me on Facebook if you type in Gabriel E. Montalvo and click on the page, not the, not the person, the page, because uh, I like to keep my uh, friends tight. But we can be friends on my page. Uh, also, on Instagram and Twitter, on Instagram it is Baron.Montalvo, and on Instagram it, wait, no. Instagram no, see, you forgot it. So, you forgot sorry. it. you got to stop messing around with these tags, Gabe. I told you this was going to come back to bite you, and now you just forgot it. On the show, it's staying in there. Gabe, Baron, whatever the heck your name is, tell the folks the right handle. Okay, so Instagram is Baron.Montalvo, B-A-R-O-N, and Twitter is Baron underscore Montalvo. This will be the first and only time that I forget it. But please, let's have a chat. Let's, uh, let's talk. And make sure you guys follow Solomon Tack on Instagram. That's two A's and a C. And, there is uh, no K in Tack. There is no K in Tack. Uh, Tack, what is your fishing uh, Instagram if people want to see your fishing stuff? That's that's secret for now. We're not right. bringing that out yet. So people try to find Tack's fishing site. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow it up, but he does have a fishing Instagram. If you can find it, then uh, then you will reap the spoils. But make sure you follow us. On <laughs> make sure you follow us on Instagram at Get Red Pilled and Why on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives on Twitter at Empire State Cons on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network. Make sure to visit our website, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com, for all of our articles, episodes, and store. We have a our patriotically thick shirt, which is selling like hotcakes, actually. People are really enjoying that one. We have this uh, Emperor Cuomo shirt, which I'm wearing right now. We have my Guns and Freedom hat. We have a whole bunch of good stuff on there, guys. So make sure you head over there in order to get some merch. That All the money that we make from there goes back into spreading the podcast, to spreading conservatism in New York which we desperately, desperately need to do. As we all know, we are very deep in the hole due to Emperor Cuomo. So uh, anything you guys can do to help us help you is greatly appreciated. For that, make sure you wash your hands and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm-hmm.